This episode of Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor is sponsored by Superior Abstract and Title in Plano, Texas. At Superior Abstract and Title, they don't claim to know more about deadlines than anyone else. What they do claim is the ability to provide you with the tools and services to meet them without the headache, stress, and hassle that often accompanies them. Shop Superior Abstract and Title. Hello, I'm Lisa Kay. And I'm Taylor. And this is Intentional Talk. This is a show that cares and brings positives to the air with engaging, encouraging, live conversations. And we keep it real on Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor. We do. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Today, we have a phenomenal guest. He's a visionary, a leader, a founder and CEO, John Houston. He is founder and CEO of John Houston Homes, a mortgage company, a land development company, a title company. In addition to all of that, he is a loving husband, a father, and he's an author. His book is Finding My Way Home. And in this book, John reflects on how God has created a story within him. Well, we can't wait to unpack that story. Welcome, John Houston. Yes. Thank you guys welcome, for having me. Welcome. I appreciate it. Yes. Excited to be here. Lord, I thought I had a lot of platforms. Man, you know what? <laughs> I just say I just got to follow God day by day because I still tell my kids I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up, uh, which is it's still really what I believe. So, so are you looking for your sixth platform? <laughs> I am. You know, we've got another book that we're working on. Okay. Uh, so that is kind of my my six. But you know, I think I just turned fifty this year, oh. and uh, and actually, I think thank you. I think uh, I, I sense God might be leading us more into the legacy years of a different way of thinking. So really, just trying to refine those things that already that God has already given us, mm-hmm. so that they can continue to flourish and go on mm-hmm. even when I'm not here. So mm-hmm. that's actually kind of what's motivating me the most right now is that that uh, uh, the people. So we have roughly 300 employees and and I'm really excited about the future God has for them. And so that's kind of my main focus right now is how do we pour into them and teach them and train them how to be better stewards with what God has entrusted them with. So that's what I love. Yeah. So I get excited about it. (laughs) Well, speaking of legacy, John, you've written the book, Finding My Way Home. And when I browsed and read through that book, I felt like it was your story, but it was also such motivation for each of us on how we can leave that legacy and how we can um, ultimately find our way home. Could you describe a bit about the book and and tell us some of the takeaways? Yeah, I think for me, the the best way that I try to describe the book is, is, first of all, we're all, every one of us are broken. You know, and we all come from a from a, a, a different background, a different story. I mean, all three of us, we have different stories. All of the viewers, all the listeners, everybody's got their own story. Um, but it, but when we look back at that story, even and, and try to do it from God's perspective, and look at it from how is God in the midst of all of this? That's what actually really started to change my life, um, because I, there was so much of that that was broken that I didn't actually see God in the midst of, and that's really what the book is about. It's a it's a story of that God had to redeem me, he had to save me, 
right? Then I had to go through a reconciliation process, and I'm still in that reconciliation process in different areas of my life, and that's God bringing me right with Him. Mm. And I have to go through that before I can actually begin to be restored Mm. the way He wants me to be. So by no means am I saying I'm perfect and I've got it all together, Uh, but man, that's where I've really found my hope, is that I'm like, man, look look at where you've brought us, God, and, and man, you've never left me, you've never forsaken me. So every listener, every viewer, man, God's got a hope for your for your life. He's got a plan for your life. And we just have to kind of enter into what he's doing, which sounds easier than it is, you know, but it is a daily process. Yeah. Well, in the beginning of your book, you kind of mentioned about home building was you almost didn't feel like you were qualified to be a home builder, but you had that vision. Can you share that? Yeah, I think one of the things that's so powerful about that is is that I think the reason why I didn't feel qualified to be a home builder was because I'd grown up in a broken home. You know, my parents got a divorce when I was 11 and my brother was 15. And really at that point when my brother started raising me. And uh, and really from then on, our parents were in and out, but they we were pretty much on our own from then on. And, and my brother started a landscaping company uh, so that we could actually make a living. And that's how... We took took care of ourselves, and I think what what really made me feel disqualified was I didn't have a home, like the home was broken, and, and I didn't even know what that was supposed to look like, and so I knew how to build a house, but not a home, and that's the journey that God has had me on, is that through people and other people loving me and teaching me and training me, now I think God is showing us how we can actually help people find their way home and how crazy that is that God actually used a home building business to teach me your story a lot of those things about my own story you had a broken home and now and through that you're building homes for families yep it's you know it's amazing it is amazing and what's interesting about that is that I've learned from it is a lot of times people are actually building houses because maybe they're having marital problems which I didn't even ever even recognize because they're thinking okay if I can build this bigger house this nicer thing maybe it'll solve that problem and what I had to learn through that through that journey of even watching other people live their lives that way is really that's what God was trying to do in my life. Wow. He, he had to take that old foundation up. He had to take that yeah. old house and basically tear it down and start over with wow. me so that he could actually begin to build things the way he wanted to. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. It's exciting. It's neat to be able to see those families yeah. and, and to think about the journey that they're on the in those homes together yeah. and how so many people's lives are changed and impacted right in, them in one of those homes that we actually got to help build. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and so if we get to interact with those people along the way and they can see the hope that's within us, um, that's really our vision is to help people find their way home by being a joyful, hope-filled, loving guide. And so if we do that in these different platforms that God has given us, man, to yeah. me, that's what's winning. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And you are definitely a man of faith. And mm-hmm. it's not like you continue to hear God's voice. Can you tell us a bit about when that first happened for you? Because yeah. this is evident in everything you do and in, in all of these incredible businesses that you run yeah. and your family. And Lisa Kane haven't had the opportunity to meet with your daughter. And so we can just feel that in you. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to clarify that sometimes people get weirded out when you say you hear from from God. 
And, and, I, and I get I that, and I did for a long time. <laughs> and really, the premise that I follow is John chapter 10 that says, my sheep will know my voice and follow me. Follow me yeah. and, uh, and so as a Christ follower, I believe I'm his sheep, right? Yeah. And so how, how we do that, though, is we, we really study the Word of God. We have to know the Word of God. And then what happens is sometimes these verses or these, these character traits of Christ will actually come to my mind. That's what I mean when I'm talking about hearing the voice of God. And it's the Holy Spirit. It yeah. is the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. He's bringing to remembrance those things that we're, that we're learning or maybe somebody gave us a word that lines up with God, you know. And so and really what happened, sense. yeah, so for me really what happened was the very first time I really felt like God was speaking to me was I literally just cried out to God one day and I was like, God, man, I've lived by myself since I was 11 years old. That's eight plus years ago. Man, I'm tired of coming home by myself and not having a family, not having a life. You know, I need a family. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first times that I felt like God told me to call this girl named Tracy Miller, who now <laughs> is my wife of 30, almost 30 years. 30 years. And, uh, and to call her and, and ask her out. And that's the girl I ended up marrying. And, and uh, her family just dramatically impacted my life, which is in, in the book. Yeah. That's one of the first times I ever saw what it really looked like to be a husband, what it really looked like oh, to be man. a mother, yeah. what it really looked like uh, to be a man of God, a woman of God. Um, and I started seeing that modeled out for me and, and it just started changing my life. Mm. What role does she play in? Oh, in man, I love that question, especially <laughs> sitting here with two brilliant ladies. Is, is you know what? Here, here's what I can tell you, and you'll see it in the book. Because mm-hmm. one of the things I'll tell you about the book is it, I try to be very real and real authentic. There's a lot of things I haven't done right and that I haven't done good. And your question is actually one of those. Um, you know, I had born and bred in Texas, you know, um, and I'm not saying that's for everybody. But, but for me... I mean, I was taught I was the head of the household. I mean, that was my role. Well, I had those kind of backwards, and so I thought that meant let me tell her what to do, right? And, man, I look back on those years where I, praise God, I had a wife that was gracious and merciful to me because she just rolled with me for a while. You know, but I, I finally just through my mom, actually, before she had committed suicide, she actually said, John, she called me Johnny, actually. She said, Johnny, you got to quit talking to your wife like that. You need to see the value in her. And that actually sparked something in me mm-hmm. to go, okay, who is she? Who is my wife? And who does God say she is? And that actually is what made me start actually studying the Bible differently and going as a husband, what is my role? Well, my role really is to spur her on and prepare her to stand before Christ and and be ready to do whatever God's called her to do. So her role in my life is, man, we're partners. And I tell you right now, I'm, you said it, I'm a visionary. Well, the beautiful part is God has gifted her with, man, she's all about the detail and the strategy. And so I went years without coupling that gift with mine and with the Holy Spirit. And I think it really hindered what God wanted to do. But when we, I said, baby, I need you to be part of what God is doing and, and invited her into the process and valued her for who she is, really what happened was I was like, oh, stink. I, mean, I better start growing because this girl, <laughs> this girl hears from God. She knows the Bible. She's filled with knowledge and wisdom um, that I need to just tap into. And so I, I, don't, I don't mean to go on that long. I just mm-hmm. love it. And to me... Especially I can if I can say this to all the men out there and the husbands, man, just pray and ask God 
who is your wife? What is he calling her to do? What is he asking her to accomplish? And come alongside her, and I'm telling you, you'll be the one blessed. Oh, um, and, I, and, and I really do mean that. It's really, <laughs> really challenged me. Oh, I love oh it. And gosh. I have to call out your wedding ring, which I noticed because uh, I've been yep. to Israel and I saw the Hebrew writing. But, John, tell us about that ring and the significance of the inscription. Yeah, we'd been we'd been married a few years and I kept losing my ring. So <laughs> Tracy, my wife, went to James Avery uh, and actually got me this without telling me. But she came and she said one of the reasons why it was so powerful to her was because it says in Hebrew, where you lead me I will follow and uh and and what she actually told me was she said John I've seen you change and wherever God takes us I want to follow you in that journey and uh Mm. and man I'm just I'm humbled to have such a wonderful that's great uh, wonderful wife and friend that's a kingdom-minded man a kingdom-driven family and a legacy company one when you do that yeah it is man and and we're still learning we definitely don't have it all together you know um but man, what I've just learned is, is when we just try to do our best to enter into whatever God is doing mm-hmm. for for us, for His glory, mm-hmm. man, it changes everything. And it takes so much stress and so much pressure off of us uh, from us having to try to figure everything out. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Well, you often say live by love. What do you mean by that? Yeah, live by love is is you know without First Corinthians thirteen says with you know without love it's all meaningless and you know what I one of the things I love about that chapter is I really believe if God is love He's saying I already do all these things so everything in First Corinthians thirteen where it's telling us what love is that's who He is so He's already doing that yeah. and if we're supposed to be imitators of Him. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we be doing that? Love God and love yeah. people. Yeah, for sure. Pretty simple, but it's yeah. hard to do. And it is. And the crazy part was I grew up um, much more under a, a law mentality. Yeah. And so you'll, you'll see that in the book as well is that, you know, especially with my wife and kids, I actually led by a law, not by love. So I was really good about telling them what not to do. Mm-hmm. So they knew what I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But the older they got, the more I started realizing they didn't even know what I was for. They didn't even know what I liked, right? What was good. And that's where God really corrected me about just over 10 years ago and said, son, you've got to quit living by law mm-hmm. and start living by love. Law is in place for us to recognize sin and to recognize the way we shouldn't be living. Uh, but we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God, including myself. But if I leave and live by love, it's a whole game changer because I can look at both of you and all of a sudden, man, I see the love of Jesus in you. I see you, you know, uh, as wonderful women of God whose God's his hand is on you. And so if I can see people the way God sees me, it changes everything because then I'm not looking at you thinking about what's what might be wrong or what you might not be doing right. But I'm going, man, I want to just be life and hope into you. Um, And even to your viewers and listeners, man, that's one of the things. If you just if you take this away, that all I'm really trying to do is share the hope that is within me because God has been faithful to me. Like he's changed me, you know, through a lot of my own brokenness, in all honesty, through a lot of things that I didn't do right. He showed me there's a better way and then faithfully led me through it, which is what really this whole book is about. Um, and he wants to lead us to restoration, you know, uh, and, and that's a full abundant life in him. That means joy and peace and the fruit of the spirit and, and getting to know him more as a person. Um, and that's what drives me every day. Yeah. 
How do you start your routine, your mornings? How do you start your day off? Well, because I'm still hard-headed. <laughs> I, I still, you know, I if I'm being real, the two two of my biggest struggles in life is greed and anger. And if I can recognize those two things, mm -hmm. which is really funny because in 1 Corinthians, it actually, those are the verses a lot of churchy people use to say, mm -hmm. if you're greedy, if you're homosexual, if you're sexually immoral, all these things, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. And, and so what's interesting about that is I used to use that verse all the time. Guys, you got to quit doing all that because you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven until God asked me a question. And he said, son, which means I was already a Christ follower. He said, son, are you greedy? And this was like 15 plus years ago. And that was the first time God actually asked me that question. And I was like, yeah. And I had to deal with that. All of a sudden I had to decide, is God going to be my God or is greed and money going to be my God? And it was that day I was like, okay, God, I'm done with all that. So now I look at that verse completely different and I go, I can put my own name in some of those things. Yeah. And I have to go to God every day. So I start my day every day going, God, please help me today to love you, to get to know your love more so that I can love people more like you. But God, God also show me the sin of my own heart that I don't even know is there. Mm -hmm. Right? So that I can turn from that sin and know you more. You know? And so I start my day every day with uh, studying the Word and through prayer of God, show me what you want me to see in your word today and what, how can I actually apply that and meditate on it throughout the day so that it changes the way that I think, it changes my heart, which then changes the way I behave. Mm -hmm. Do you lead that away also with your company? I do. Yeah, I'm not the guy that is gonna shy away from the gospel. This is, I just tell our staff, because not everybody on our staff are believers and that's okay. In fact, honestly, I like it that way. Uh, I want to live life with unbelievers, to be yeah, honest with you, yeah. uh, because if I don't share the hope with people That's that don't right. know, mm -hmm. man, what am I doing? Yeah. Right. And, I, and I, I do see th there's incredible value, and in we live a life with with believers as well. So yeah. you know, you got to keep that balance. Nice. But yeah, you know, we tell our staff, this is just who I am. So I'm not preaching to you. I'm not trying to talk you into anything. I just want to share. I'm just going to share the hope that's within me. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you this is who I am, and this is my journey. But it's up to you what you decide to do. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I just want to live a life that says, well, maybe he is different. Yeah. Maybe there is something to that. You know, so that's how we, we tell our staff. We're like, for me, God comes first, family comes second, and then work will fall into the to third yeah, and absolutely. it'll take care of itself yeah well you seem very self-aware in that the way you're able to immediately say uh, the things that god convicts you on um, is remarkable what would you say to someone who needs to get that level of transparency within themselves so that they can grow you know for me anyway it all starts with knowing the love of jesus mm -hmm. you know and so i'm just for what i so what i had to do was i actually and i still do it i say god show me your love Teach me more about how you love me so that I can continue to learn that. And what I've found is the more I know his love, the more God revealing my sin to me doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, the only reason why he's trying to reveal more of his love to me is because he wants me to know why he actually did what he did when he died on the cross for my sins, even before I was a sinner. Mm -hmm. So he's less focused on my sin and more focused on me. In a relationship. In a relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when, when we begin to find that out, 
then I'm like, okay, God, now show me the sin that's in my life. And then I want to know, right? It's that yeah. love that actually makes me want to know that sin. And so then I, I, I'm actually at a place in life today where I'm like, I mean, God, I want to know your love more. And I want to turn from my sin more because I want to know your love more. Does that make sense? So it's like, okay, God, show me the darkness in my heart. It just show me one thing today, yeah. you know, because I used to say, God, show me my, all my sin. And what God told me, what I felt like the Lord spoke to me was he said, son, I can't show you all your sin. And I was like, why? And he was like, because you can't handle it. Yeah, it'd be overwhelming. But then he said, but I, I got good news for you. And I was like, yeah, what is that? And he said, I can't show you all my love at one time either because you can't handle that. <laughs> and I was like, dude, how powerful is that? So for me, it's like yeah. this journey that yeah. I'm on, this race that I'm running to go, God, just show me one thing today. Yeah. Just one thing. Because I, I know if I turn from that, I'm going to know there's a reason you want me to do that. And I'm going to know your love in a, in a different way today. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, my gosh. This is so good, Lisa mm -hmm. Kay. We could talk all day. I know. <laughs> a double episode with John Easton. This yeah. is so good. So where can our audience find your book? Yeah, you can find the book at meetjohnhouston.com. That's the best place. You can also find it at Barnes & Nobles um, and some of your other, you know, bigger uh, bookstores. Okay. okay. Finding My Way Home. Yes, yes. Finding My Way Home mm -hmm. by John Houston. We definitely want everyone to pick up a copy of that incredible book. And we want to thank you for being here thank with you. us. You were one of our speakers at Fellowship Power Lunch. Yeah. And we thoroughly enjoyed that conversation mm -hmm. there in your presentation and getting to meet members of your family. Very much so. Yes. Hey, well, thank you guys for allowing me to be here. Sure. Oh, absolutely. It's an honor. And speaking of Fellowship Power Lunch, yeah. Lisa Kay, which day of the month is that <laughs> event? <laughs> Fellowship Power Lunch is the third Tuesday of every month at, Fres at Frisco Crest Infinity. Yes. Come out and join us. You can find us on our website at fellowshippowerlunch.com and our Facebook page, Fellowship Power Lunch and Fellowship Power Lunch Veterans Appreciation November event. You want to check them both out. Yes. And to continue to connect with Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor, you can find this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, I have a channel on Pray.com, so be sure to check that out, as well as a channel on Life Network for Women, and that's from Paula White. We want to thank Grace Point Media for yes. graciously allowing us to produce and film from here and to welcome John Houston here as well. And so be sure to tune in to Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor every week. We can't wait to connect with you again. Yes, thank you. <laughs> from TV with TLC.